Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. John and Ken Show. John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up this hour, we'll update you on uh, Ukraine-Russia. A couple of stories making the news this hour. But we will begin by talking to a candidate for governor. Yeah, believe it or not, Newsom's up for re-election after surviving the recall last September. No major Republicans are entering the race this time. We had Kevin Faulkner in the recall last year. John Cox had run in 2018 and ran again in the recall. They did not file to run, but uh, we do have a state senator by the name of Brian Dolly, who is in the race, a Republican. And, and we have you our know next what? guest. Most members of his family know him. Who? Uh, Brian Dolly. Got high name recognition with his family. He's described as a conservative seasoned politician from Northern California. Yeah, well, I, I don't think a soul down here knows who he is. Michael Schellenberger is who we're going to talk to now, though. And uh, if you've been listening to our show uh, recently, you know him. We've talked to him twice uh, just in the last few weeks. Michael has run a has written a great book called San Francisco about the uh, complete failure of homelessness policies in this state. He's also uh, written about uh, all, a lot on environmentalism and uh, the absurdities of our uh, climate change campaign as well. Uh, and he's uh, he filed to run for governor. And he's uh, he's run before. We'll talk about that. Michael, how are you again? I'm great. Thanks for having me back, guys. Um, I, I didn't know you'd run in 2018. Um, why did you run this, then? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Very few people did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. One percent. <laughs> right. So so you're not you're not naive about how difficult this is. That that's that's why I'm, I mention it. It's like you know how difficult it is to get known, to get money, and all. So why are you taking another crack at this? 
Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me back on, guys. It's always super fun talking with you. Um, I mean, I'm running because I'm heartbroken by the homeless disaster. I've, you know, I rode San Francisco. We've created a really beautiful statewide coalition called the California Peace Coalition. It's parents of kids killed by fentanyl. It's parents of, of homeless addicts. Um, it's recovering addicts. We have been relentless in demanding a statewide psychiatric and addiction care system that we call CalPsych. We've been demanding shelter first, treatment first, housing earned. I have personally buttonholed the governor. We've put a lot of pressure on the mayor of San Francisco. And they have, you know, it's we, we thought we were making progress in December when the mayor of San Francisco declared a state of emergency but everything has just gone totally sideways. As we sort of saw how bad things were going in January, basically the folks in the coalition uh, asked me if I would run, and my wife didn't want me to run. We're not huge fans of Sacramento, but after a series of events, uh, my wife Helen said, look, you know, you've got a vision of what to do here. It doesn't seem like anybody else is stepping up to the plate. And then we just found support. You know, I've been happy to find some support from, you know, folks in the Bay Area, folks around the state who want to see a change. So it finally tipped me over to to make the decision to throw my hat in the ring. Um, what is you said, San Francisco, they, they had a response to your suggestions, your plan, and then it went sideways. Are uh, Is London Breed just not following through like she had one moment of clarity, got a nice headline state of emergency and now nothing's happening? Yeah, that's basically right. I mean, she declared a state of emergency. She called for tough love. She called for a crackdown. She then secretly opened a illegal, unauthorized, supervised drug use site within a public plaza, United Nations Plaza, right in downtown San Francisco. I broke the story. I discovered it. The Chronicle uh, verified it just five days later. Um but, yeah, I mean, we're just – and that, the idea was she was going to have – she was going to crack down on the open-air drug deal and drug use, move everybody inside this supervised drug site where they could get rehab. Hardly anybody. I think just like a handful of people have gotten rehab. The open-air drug scene around the site has grown much larger. I mean, it's out of control, you guys. And you may – I've been doing these videos. I've been posting a lot of videos and interviews with homeless addicts and and i mean it's such a devastating situation i mean basically 90 percent or so of the folks on the street have switched from heroin to fentanyl many are smoking fentanyl and meth at the same time people are living i mean i don't have to tell you and your listeners the situation in los angeles is identical skid row i mean we discovered i mean there's i mean there's horrible things going on it's hardly worth describing sexual violence a 16 year old girl was overdose it appears that she was raped um you know i mean my daughter's 16 i was just pretty impacted by all that so i just think we're losing our humanity we're losing our civilization it's not rocket science we need to do the same thing they do in the in europe in japan every civilized society does the same thing we're not doing it and the reason isn't because we don't have the money the reason is because we don't have the leadership yeah explain what it is we need to do in simple terms for listeners I mean, the biggest, I mean, one of the biggest is basically you get divided into two things. You need to enforce laws because cities require laws in order to function. You can't allow people to deal drugs openly, smoke drugs, use drugs openly, defecate publicly, camp publicly. These behaviors are absolutely incompatible with a functioning city. 
functioning society. So you have to have universal shelter. You have to have sufficient shelter. You need to have sufficient rehab. You need to have enough psychiatric beds, since we're seeing a lot of meth-induced psychosis, a lot of paranoid psychosis. They're really bizarre behaviors that people are seeing, people naked, people engaged in violence. Much of that is meth-induced because, of course, we're dealing with two overlapping drug epidemics, one from meth and the other with opioids. You have to enforce the law. That's just, I mean, I guess, is that a concern? People are always like, I get a key, people accuse me of being a conservative. I'm like, okay, fine. If, if being a conservative means I'm in favor of enforcing the law, guilty as charged. Right. But, but right. progressives, liberals are right that you need a functioning care system. We have 58 counties in California, each with a separate addiction and psychiatric care system. The duplication is insane. The cost, we spend more money per capita in California on mental health and homelessness than any other state, and we have the worst outcomes. The governor's own mental health advisor, his own top mental health advisor, says we need a single statewide system. I'm not proposing to do anything that nobody has proposed in the past to do. Experts agree you need to have a single statewide system, CalPsych, to get people the care you need. So it's those two things, law and order, CalPsych, call it love and order. That's how you solve this, but it does require real leadership by the governor. It may it requires new legislation, it requires executive actions, it requires states of emergency, it may require ballot initiatives, but it takes a governor with an with a whatever it takes attitude to get it done, and that is not the attitude uh, our governor has. Is is it is it Newsom and the rest of them just don't care? Just don't have the interest? Yes, that is the bottom line. I mean Gavin is perfectly smart. He's perfectly capable. He's obviously gotten, I should say, sorry, Newsom. Uh, somebody told me you should refer to him by his last name. I was like, okay, fine. Um, but Newsom, look, everybody knows Newsom cares about one thing, and it's becoming president of the United States. That's really all he's cared about. He's always just wanted to get the promotion. And so he can't do what I'm describing because he believes he needs to get the support of ACLU, George Soros, Harm Reduction Coalition, Drug Policy Alliance, the billionaires. Uh, who, you know, really never have to deal with these problems. And that's why he won't take action on him. He doesn't want to cross those groups. And he also doesn't want to cross the counties, which are, you know, in his party. So, yeah, he cares a lot about himself becoming president, cares more, much more about that than actually serving the needs of ordinary Californians. All right, Michael, can you hold on? Yeah, absolutely. Right, this is Michael Schellenberger. Longtime activist on energy and homelessness issues. He's an author. He's running as an independent. Knows a lot about homelessness. That's what we just spent most of this segment talking to him about. Uh, he is an independent candidate to replace Newsom as governor. John and Ken Show, KFI. John and Ken Show, KFI, AM640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. The moist line is tomorrow, right at this very time, right yeah, here. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm glad you made it back. one uh, 877 moist 1-877-664-7886. Also, if you want to be a part of the moist line and you have the iHeartRadio app, we'll go to the John and Ken page there. They call it a page on an app? Uh, there's a little microphone. And that's the talkback option. You can hit that and you can send us a message that way as well. You don't even dial a phone. Just sit there and hit the button, the mic button. Uh, We're talking to Michael Schellenberger, a longtime activist on energy and homelessness issues, an author of San Francisco. Uh, he is running again 
recovered. He did run in 2018. I don't believe we talked to him back then, did we, John? Anyway, no. He's running as an independent to replace Newsom. Yeah, and he's uh, – Michael, I just want to say you're obviously very smart and accomplished and reasonable, and you're the kind of person that should be running things. <laughs> there should be – Well, I think you, know, you, bridge, uh, you bridge things. You bridge things between – I don't know. I'm, you have some understanding of what we call the far out, progressive, woke left, but you also realize the logic of the normal people in trying to solve these problems like homelessness. What? Uh, what else? And the way you described how Newsom is not really going to do some of the things he needs to do is because he doesn't want to offend those who could help him become, believe it or not, president of the United States. But that is his ambition was a pretty good way to explain it because it does it does add a lot to uh, the mystery. Uh, what else are you going to be focusing on in the campaign? Obviously, homelessness is an overwhelming issue, but it's not the only thing going on right. here. Absolutely. And look, I mean, homelessness, we have to deal with this finally after 30 years of failure or we can't solve any other problems. Kids aren't going to be able to go. Kids can't go to school. You know, we can't, people can't walk down the street safely forget about it, but we're, we have other huge problems. I mean, the numbers are shocking. 50% proficiency in reading on average for our students in, in public schools, 30% proficiency in math. That's unacceptable. 10% African-American uh, math proficiency, 15% Latina proficiency. That's unacceptable. These are civilization destroying numbers. I mean, that's end of civilization kind of statistics we've got to fix our schools look i mean my mother like you know my mother and stepfather were public school teachers my mom was a union rep i believe in great teachers but nobody hates a bad teacher more than a good teacher and we have got to fix our schools we put a ton of money into them and we're not getting the results we need well, what's, what's there needs the, to be significant changes what's the central problem there because we are spending a lot of money and the school districts in the big cities like la is an absolute disaster just a complete disaster. failure what what's going wrong I mean, obviously, parents need to have greater choice over where they send their kids to school. I mean, look, the governor sends his kids to private schools. I mean, that kind of tells you all you need to know. You know, I mean, we, this is it's, my daughter goes to public school. I believe in the public schools. But parents should have some amount of choice here. We've seen greater choice in other states and we've seen much better outcomes. So there needs to be some amount of parental choice. Can the teachers union be part of that? Sure. But they, they cannot be they cannot have the monopoly on power over this. There's got to be you know, somewhere along the way. We forgot that schools are fundamentally for educating kids. That's great. They provide jobs for teachers. I, again, I believe in teachers. I'm not I wouldn't be here if it weren't for great teachers, and my parents. But the teachers have too much power on this that needs to be balanced out with greater power for parents to make some choices. That's just got to happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so you kind of go homeless is a huge issue. Schools are a huge issue. The governor promised to build 500,000 500, new housing units per year. We're doing less than 100. We're doing about 100,000. So we're, he's, you know, it, it's not just that he, he just hasn't brought the state together. We have got to build consensus. My, my support, we've done some research. Our, my support, I draw equally from independents, Democrats, and Republicans, I see things from all points of view. I come from the left. I have a lot of friends on the right. I'm, I consider myself pretty moderate at this point. But we've got to be focused on solving these problems. You know, we've got to be bringing people together. So 
we're going to do a bunch of stuff right away to solve the homeless crisis within the first, you know, within it's going to, you're going to see change within months of my taking office in January. But then we're going to build consensus in the society through a set of citizens juries. We're going to use this technique called honest brokering to increase the number of possibilities to get more agreement on, I think of it in two big areas, you know, uh, housing, schools, infrastructure, and then the other areas, energy, water, environment. We should not be having water shortages. We, we should have abundant water. You can do more water storage, water desalination, water recycling. The opponents to that have been my former colleagues in the environmental movement that have been pro-scarcity. They have not wanted to have abundant energy and water because they have wanted to keep the population constrained in the state. It's just they're stuck in the past or stuck in the 60s. It got so bad that, that UC Berkeley actually had to turn away a bunch of students. That might right. get fixed, but we don't have a – we need a growth vision, an abundance vision for California. I, I know I can build agreement around that, and we're going to get a lot done. What? Either the legislature or through the ballot box. Where do you stand on the criminal justice, the Prop 47, these prisoner release policies? Do you have any take on all that in people's lives? Absolutely. So, I mean, look, I in the 1990s, I worked on criminal justice reform. I advocated harm reduction, drug decriminalization. I actually worked for George Soros' foundation. I continue to believe that the choice should not be between mass incarceration and mass homelessness. And the good news is it doesn't have to be. There's the, What we need are what I call the three key Ps. You need greater investment in policing, greater investment in psychiatry, and greater investment in probation. The three key Ps. That's how you – this is how they've done it in Europe. I mean, people don't know. Europe spends more money on police. They have more police per capita than we have. The radical left, not most progressives, the radical left has grossly misled people about what the Netherlands, about what Portugal did. Policing is good. Public safety is good. That doesn't mean that you need to put somebody in jail for 20 years for for having for being addicted to drugs, they need rehab. They need probation so they stay on the straight and narrow. So we need significant criminal justice reform. What they've done, these Soros-funded prosecutors, Gascon and Bodine in San Francisco, these guys are competing to see who's most radical. This is very common on the left. They just are letting they've let, they're letting too many people out with no accountability. We're seeing huge levels of recidivism, lots of repeat offenses. You know, people, I, I sometimes go, look, you need more drug testing. You need more ankle bracelets. And, you know, I think a lot of liberals, they kind of go, oh, God, it's a violation of civil liberties. Well, it's not as big of a violation of civil liberties as throwing somebody in prison or letting somebody die of fentanyl overdose on the street. There's so much that can be done that's in between not doing anything and letting people die in their own filth on the street in an in a so-called encampment or open drug scene. And putting them in prison for 20 years. There's so much more we can do than those two. I just want to ask you this last thing before we have to let you go, and we'll obviously have you on again. But a lot of what's driving these criminal justice reform people like Gascon and Boudin is this belief that there's something racist about our whole criminal justice system, mm. that it disproportionately imprisons people of color. That's what they always, that's what they put out there first as their shield to say, this is why I have to change this and stop sending that many people to prison. Look, there's no doubt that there is a lot of racism still in society. There's still a lot of racial prejudice in the criminal justice system like there is in so many other institutions. But I think what we have to keep in mind is we've also made incredible progress against racism. And, you know, look, 
30 times more African-Americans are killed by other civilians than by the police. Police killings overall have declined. You know, so much of what people came to believe after the George Floyd killing, and we were in a really crazy state at that moment in 2020, but so much of what people believe is just wrong. If you're concerned about police violence, and we all should be, we shouldn't want any excess police violence, then you should want more police, more time for them to get the trainings they need, more ability to get rid of the bad apples out of the police departments. But that means more funding for the police, not less. We've underfunded, and I'll tell you even worse, we've demoralized the police. I did. I investigated why it was that Dallas was able to reduce crime uh, last year uh, and, and, and already this year, homicides, other forms of violent crime. And it's because the, the mayor and the police chief believe in the police. They've inspired the police. We all have the, they all have the same techniques and the same tactics, place network investigations and using very sophisticated technologies. But it's about the spirit. It's about the, you know, police are people. They need to, for them to feel motivated to take, to do what they need to do at two in the morning, to do dangerous calls. They need to feel like they have the support of the society. They need to feel like they have the support of the mayor, of the police, and and certainly of the governor. And when I'm governor of California, I'm going to inspire our police, going to inspire everybody in the system to really raise our game. I mean, California has so much potential. California should be a, a world leader on issues of addiction, psychiatry, policing, criminal justice. There's no reason we can't be that. We're the richest, greatest state in America. We just haven't had the leadership to realize it. All right, Michael. We'll talk again soon. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's Michael Schellenberger, longtime activist on energy homelessness issues, author. He is running uh, for governor against Newsom as an independent. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI. It's kind of amusing watching uh, a guy driving a stolen Mercedes, and he's stuck in traffic on the 101 in Sherman Oaks. He's going south, uh, actually heading west on the 101 by Van Nuys Boulevard. He's heading towards Burbank at the moment, yeah. And he cut through five lanes of traffic going all the way over to the shoulder, thought he was going to take the exit, and then ran into more traffic, changed his mind. But he's uh, he's, uh, he's uh, stuck on the slow boat right now. It's uh, Johnny Kent Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, whoever got that car stolen did not follow George Gascon's tips, did they? No, they did not. To Probably left car thefts. That's what he's trying to do for the public. Left their door unlocked, maybe the keys in the ignition. 21 it- people were killed, 25 wounded. Rockets slammed into a western Ukraine town. This one has been mentioned, Marifa. Uh, the mayor there said the assault destroyed a school and a community center. Ten survivors were critically wounded. Now, the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, became the second high-level U.S. official in two days to accuse Russia of war crimes. We understand the White House tried to walk back Joe Biden's calling Putin a war criminal yesterday when the Fox News reporter pressed him. Uh, apparently, the, the, the Kremlin went nuts over this, that uh, he's being denounced as oh, a war criminal. Oh, who cares? Criminal. Who cares? I, I know who cares. My God. I mean, the stuff he's done is so horrible. There, there's, there's, there's like children's bodies left on the side of the road in some of these towns. Yes, they got mass graves filled with women and children. What the hell? In fact, we have audio from the mayor of Kiev. Did you know it was a boxing champion, John? Yes, the, the, the uh, I'd Vitaly, heard about him. Yeah, Vitaly Klitschko. 
I think there's yeah, the, brothers, the, the right? Klitschko brothers, yes, I remember. Uh, well, I guess a reporter was asking him about the Russian claims, like Putin, that were only hitting military targets. We would not be hitting civilian targets, and this is how he responded. Putin says he's only targeting military targets. Bull****. Sorry. Where is military target? This building is military target. Is this building a military target? He said, no, bull bleep. You know, it, it, this is one of these nonsense media debates where they feel like they have to present the other Both side. Yeah, Even if it is a, a murderous psychopath who's killed thousands of innocent people, really, we have to listen to his uh, propaganda? Well, Putin is saying, what is Putin is saying? Bull Putin is the psychopath who's killed thousands of people. What's wrong with you? An advisor to one of the Ukrainian ministers said that the city of Maripol is 90% destroyed or damaged. Yes. Almost no buildings have been left untouched. Yes, I'm looking at... But how do 400,000 residents remain in the city, he said? They do. How do they... Where do you go? Well, I think it's like they had 1,000 packed into that, that uh, theater. theater. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, I, I'm looking at an aerial shot that is about as devastating as anything you'll ever see in your life. Just, just, just blocks and blocks of flattened buildings... Fire, a big fire, smoke pouring out of it, but nothing, nothing's left standing. It, 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 it just, this, this was obliterated. The Ukraine military says they've captured about 1,000 Russian servicemen, and they say 14,000 more have been killed in battle. That's the Ukraine estimate. I don't know. I, I, I think we ought to start firing weapons at, they, uh, at the Kremlin. I really do. The hell should. With it. Let's go for it. Let, let's let's uh, a few nukes at the Kremlin. Deborah Mark, would you pinch him again? Well, he needs a little sense of reality. I no, we that, cannot that, stop bomb. We can't stop I can't, bombing. Well, I can't. I can't stand watching uh, these thousands of people getting murdered. All You're these just too connected because they're Slavics. <laughs> Look, you could profess not to care. You could be cold-hearted if you wish. I'm not. Pro- <laughs> You're pretty good at painting the person to the extreme other corner. <laughs> I am not unsympathetic. <laughs> However, I'm not ready to bomb the Kremlin, okay? You know, There's a little bit of room in between there. He, he doesn't deserve a bombing? Uh, well, All right. yeah, but, right, but gonna, what if he presses a button before that? Well, we got a we got bomb has to hit him before he presses the button. We need that big nuclear shield thing we, so we, that the we, missiles bounce off. God, somebody. Somebody's got to do something. Yeah, you got your bunker. You're confident. Your stupid little home bunker. He's still waiting for his food, though. He's not yeah, quite fo- set. Yeah, the food's oh. late. Because everyone's ordering it. You're probably not the only one trying to get it. Oh, supply it, it, chain problem. No, that's true. I talked. To, we talked to a woman at at the we company. And she said they're getting inundated with the orders. Of course they are. So, so they live for moments like this. Right. Uh, Russia had to make some payments on its what they call sovereign bonds. Otherwise, they could have defaulted. This has not happened in many years in Russia. Uh, it's foreign currency debt. It was going to be a foreign currency debt default. The first in more than a century, but they claim that they did make a payment, a large payment today on the uh, on the debt. That would have been interesting. Let, uh, let it all collapse. Let it all default and collapse and then uh, start firing missiles at the Kremlin. That's my foreign policy. I've seen enough. You have reduced it to that. Yeah. All right, well. Fair enough. Uh, he's right. not afraid of us. He's not afraid of anybody. Something has to be done to make him afraid. 
I you, you, you think, can't... though, right now, he's not sweating, but he's angry and concerned because this invasion's not going yeah. the way he thought it would. He's angry because he has an incompetent bunch of boobs in the army. I he... mean, I pegged him as one of the super toxic macho males. He he... thought he would flatten Ukraine in days. I think he did. Well, he certainly flattened Maripol. That's, uh, that's a complete yeah, flattening there. The, the buildings are all down, I guess. It is. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken Shampo. It's KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, last pitch of the week for the Moist Line at 1-877-MOIST-86. 1-877-664-7886. You could also use the iHeartRadio app. Look for the little microphone icon, which is the talk back, and you can leave a message that way as well. One story making news this afternoon, you may have heard there was a terrible collision in Texas between a pickup truck and a van. The van had some golf golfers from a college team in Texas. Nine people died. You know what the update is? The driver of the pickup truck that smashed into the van was a 13-year-old. Oh, that was a good idea. And I think that person died as well. Jeez. Uh, Had that happened. Texas, I think you can get a license younger than here, but I don't know. About Not 13. 13, I don't think. No. Uh, There's a story there. The man you want to blow up, Vladimir Putin. John has decided we need to bomb the Kremlin. Oh, well. He, he called I think, the I, think, I think 100% of the public agrees with me. 100%? 100% agrees that we should bomb uh, Putin. He deserves it. All right. He called the Turkish president today, and uh, the BBC was able to find out what his demands were. And, uh, of course, one is Ukraine should be neutral, should not try to join NATO. Apparently, they've already agreed to that. Uh, The rest, though, gets a little tricky. He wants protection for the Russian language in Ukraine. And, it's the best part, he still is stuck on the topic of denazification. He actually talked to the Turkish president about trying to get the Nazis out of Ukraine. Well, this, this is, is the weird. justification he gave to his people. Now it's it's. But compl- he's now he's talking com- to a foreign leader who you know. Okay. Better than to uh, so that I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out what the yeah, but it's it's a game he's playing. He plays psychological games. That's what KGB agents do. That's right. how they're trained. So he's got to come back with that promise because then he could justify to the Russian people. See, I got what I wanted. They admitted that uh, the place was filled with Nazis. I got them to denazify. Oh, if they, if they, right. I see. You see? Because, I, you know, although he is very fearful of, of mobs, very fearful of the public, has been all his life. And he knows there's a lot of upset people in Russia, so he's got to justify this. Well, he kept saying, oh, we're, we, we bombed the hospital because it was a hotbed for Nazis. So he's got to get that Nazi promise. And then he sells and it. And as we've talked about, that's an important thing to Russia because they were invaded by the Nazis. So it really hits home that we've yeah. got to save Ukraine from the Nazis. Right, right. So, that you know, he's... It's he's like good. a part of history. Yeah, I mean, you're dealing with, with uh, someone who's insane, delusional, and selling nonsense to his people. So, of course, his demand is going to be absurd. I don't know. Just right. one, one, one missile. Uh, Conway's here. Hey, now. Well, we got uh, Dr. Ray Kasheri coming on with us, pulmonologist out of St. Joe's in Orange County, to talk to us about something that uh, a lot of people do, and it spreads a lot of germs. So we'll uh, ask him what the hell that is. 
And then Steve Gregory's coming on at 630. He's always cool, right? Plus, it looks like everyone's going to get 400 bucks from the state of California. Yeah. Yeah. That's money. Yeah. A little rebate, right? Take that right to the track and double it. Should we bomb the Kremlin? What's your opinion? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, 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 I John see... says 100% of the public agrees. I'm Is that 100%? 100%. Wow. Yeah. All right. Except, well, I, I guess maybe not Putin, but. Well, no. I'm <laughs> confining the U.S. public, I guess. Uh, and then we have uh, that chase that just, uh, I don't know if it's still going on or just ended. But oh, it uh, terminated at the uh, Sherman Oaks Galleria. Is that where he went? I think so. Oh, yeah. is he missing in there? I don't know. They're looking. I think they're still That's looking for him. That's a good move. Him. You run into out of the car and run into a shopping mall and try to disappear in all the stores. But man, look, I've been, for 25 years, I've been telling people chases start at six. They don't start at 4:30 or five. Six <laughs> o'clock, the chase starts. Stop with these early chases. Yeah, I didn't I even need have them. <laughs> I, I'm bored by most of them. <laughs> I am too, but I, it's it's like sports. You almost have to watch them live. If you, if you catch one, it is hard to uh, turn it off. It is. There, right. there, there's something uh, animalistic in people. It's one of the last things you have to watch live. Like, you can't watch it, you know, the day after. No. Because you already no, know what happened. No, and, sure, you know, right. you got to watch it live. Sports and chases. All right. That's That's good advice. Ding dong, everybody. That's your ding dong. Sports and chases. KOSD HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.